This is a 980 CKNW podcast. In Washington, D.C., today, March for Our Lives is taking place. Up to half a million students are expected to descend on the area, all in a protest of gun violence in the United States and as a loud call for a change to gun laws in the U.S. In a moment, we'll hear from a local teacher who is also very involved in what is happening in Washington, D.C. today. But first, for a rundown on exactly how things are going to unfold and what's expected in Washington, D.C. today. Take a listen to this report from CBS News. Police in this city are bracing for those 500,000 people to gather here today for this rally in the five and a half weeks since the shooting in Parkland at the high school. Students have become activists and they've been successful keeping the gun control debate in the headlines as it will be today with this protest, which will be one of the biggest in Washington in recent memory. At a concert to benefit gun control groups last night, some of the Stoneman Douglas students took to the stage. Their message, the push to tighten gun laws doesn't end with today's rally. Go back home, go make a change, go make a difference, find what you can do, write your congressman, do all that. Make a difference in the world, because this can't happen again. The seeds of their activism were planted in a mass shooting back on February 14th, when suspected shooter Nicholas Cruz opened fire at their Florida high school. Police say Cruz used a legally purchased assault weapon in the shooting. But the 19-year-old had been on the radar of law enforcement, including multiple tips that he might have been planning a school shooting. Within days, some of the Stoneman Douglas students began their campaign of pressuring leaders on gun control. To every politician who is taking donations from the NRA, shame on you. Since February 14th, students around the country have continued this call. One month to the day after the shooting, thousands of students nationwide participated in a walkout from their school. The CBS News poll out this morning finds Americans by an almost two-to-one margin support young people speaking out on guns and safety. We're the next generation who's going to get to vote, so we're going to be able to vote them out of office if they don't do anything to protect us. Students from around the country are gathering here as part of a student-led movement that began in the days and hours after the shooting. Yeah, how many days has it been? Five, four? Not even, right? This all started at my house. We've just been there. How about Emma? I haven't seen her in like 20 minutes. The original goals of Never Again were to make one center where we could all be together and grieve and demand change in one spot. We were trying to focus on what would get the most people behind us. Who can we send out to which interviews? We need to be there around 620, okay? Everybody's on computers. Everybody's making calls. Everybody's trying to remember to eat. Organizers of today's march are calling on Congress to ban the sale of assault weapons in high-capacity magazines and to tighten background checks to prevent dangerous individuals from buying guns online or at gun shows. But not all of those affected by the tragedy in Parkland think this is the best way forward. Andrew Pollack, whose daughter Meadow was killed at Stoneman Douglas, says school security should be the priority. It's great that the kids are out there together and they have a voice. You know, I feel their pain, but if they're going to concentrate on gun control, I I think they're wasting their time. What we need right now in this country is uh, school safety. 
And there are a number of so-called sibling marches planned for cities across the country today, similar to what's happening here, but not as big. Just to give you an idea of how savvy the organizers of this march are, they have set up uh, voting registration booths. That is their way of making lasting change based on what's happening here today. That was Jeff Pagas with CBS News. Now, a local teacher, a teacher at L.A. Matheson School, Annie Ohana, you might recognize that name. She's been very vocal in some of the rallies and such right here. Well, she's involved in this as well. She's a local organizer with March for Our Lives. And she spoke with CKNW talking about why she thinks it's important for Canadians to be involved in something like this. It's the way I teach. Uh, I teach in a very communal model. Uh, anything I do, social justice, social sciences, law, those kind of things. A lot of my class is about empowering that youth voice. And, and really, whatever we're learning, how can students use that uh, to empower themselves? So, I mean, I think you've heard that even with the Parkland students and how their AP government class, right, and other teachers kind of uh, help them build up their skills they needed to kind of, you know, amplify their voices, you know, when it mattered. And so uh, same holds true right here in Vancouver. Um, I teach in an inner city school in Surrey. And I think our students need to be empowered and to use their voice uh, to change to change the things that they see that are wrong, uh, the injustices that they feel that maybe adults aren't dealing with at the time. So, so that's really what inspired me for years now, but but especially with with the more more recent uh, shootings and and seeing how students are really picking up on wow, look at that, right? Students down there, my age, are doing something. Um, you know how how does that affect me? Ohana also talked about her personal connection to the area. Interestingly enough, I actually went to high school in that area. I didn't go to, to Parkland. I was uh, in the south of our county. But, um, you know, it hit home for me. So walking into that classroom the following day, I was feeling emotional, right? There was big, and so were the students. So really what caught their attention was that the, uh, sorry, the, the politicians unfortunately, really got into the whole, oh, we should arm teachers, right? That, that was what they were focused on. And I brought that up, that question. I said, okay, so your youth, your students in a high, public high school, how would you feel if I came in, you know, carrying a gun, right? And all of them right away said, we wouldn't feel safe. We would not, we would not want to come to school. And, and we'd be very, you know, our education would, would be ruined effectively. So there was an anger there that I felt as a teacher we needed to tap into to discuss the issues that they were seeing. Um, you know, I teach mainly seniors, so like 16 to 18 years old, and they weren't, they were seeing the nuances already, and, and they were primed to have a conversation about, you know, the details of, of what was happening. And, of course, they were inspired by Emma Gonzalez and other youth that had spoken uh, out on the media, and, you know, I, I showed a uh, class and asked them to, to think about and to almost break down uh, the different things she said. For a very clear uh, clarion call of saying, you know, I call BS, right? I, I wanted them to think about that. So what, what were issues, what were things that people were saying that they felt maybe needed, you know, clarity, that needed to be examined, that needed to be called out as maybe um, less than true? I, I wanted them to think about, you know, how she used what she learned, right, and think about what they were learning in their classes that maybe they saw as valuable to their life. So those were the types of things that I was trying to get kids to think about. And uh, finally, she also talks about why Canadian students are paying attention to this and want to get involved in a movement like March for Our Lives. This is about solidarity, right? So that, that's one part of it. 
where they look at students in other parts of the world and and they have to think about, you know, those students' lives. And in my classroom, that's very important. We have to look beyond ourselves, right? Just because we have a different experience or things might be, you know, quote-unquote safer, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't reach out, we shouldn't think about these things, uh, we shouldn't really analyze what's going on. So that's one part of it. Secondly, to take on that Canadian model. Now, we have issues around, uh, and, you know, I'm in Surrey, I'm in, uh, in the lower mainland. We do have gun issues here. Um, there are bills that are debated at the federal level about gun control, uh, perhaps maybe with a different uh, take than, than the American argument. But also, I would say one thing the kids wanted to know about was what is the NRA, right? You know, why? why you know, why does this group keep coming up? And in that little nugget there is the idea of, well, who in our political system, like who's involved? Voices actually speak to power more than maybe their voice. And I think that is something universal across all borders. We are preparing youth to be active citizens, uh, to hopefully be voters, to hopefully, you know, kind of uphold the democratic traditions here in Canada. And so if they feel their voice is not heard in any context, so it doesn't have to be Trump world and, you know, guns everywhere, um, even then it's really important that kids see that context of in a democracy, what is your voice about how can you use that voice in that democracy? I have three students who will be speakers on Saturday, and all of them, I, I've seen their speeches already, and all of them connect to the Canadian experience um, about, you know, who they are as, as youth growing up and, and about to, you know, to vote, uh, about to, you know, to enter that adult kind of process. But also, interestingly enough, you know, we're in a very globalized world. And a lot of them have connections to the United States or other parts of the world. And they really see this, um, this issue not just about guns. They see it in a much larger scale. That was a teacher Annie, oh- Annie Ohana. She is a teacher at L.A. Matheson, also a local organizer for March for Our Lives. Again, half a million people expected in Washington, D.C. today. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.